Welcome. This is my truth as a platform for honest, open conversations. The stories I share or that others share are often not spoken about or discussed, but once told, I believe they have the ability to shine a light on another perspective or a much needed conversation. These stories may make us laugh, some may make us cry, but together we will learn from one another and begin to heal. Because walls need to be torn down, masks need to come off, stories need to be heard in order for our truths to be told. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours? Hello, hello, podcast world. Welcome back to This Is My Truth. I'm your host, Jesse Sherliff, and today I talk to Manuel Astruc, and I so appreciated our conversation because so often I think many of us are living the lives we've always dreamed of, and yet there's something in us that still feels unsatisfied or that you have this like burning desire to be doing something else or you just want more and so often we don't talk about it we numb ourselves because we quote unquote have it all and we numb ourselves in lots of different ways like through just binge watching Netflix or scrolling on social media or you know to the more serious addictions not that those aren't serious but you know alcohol or sleeping or you know in to some extent all of these addictions are socially acceptable right and so it perpetuates perpetuates the cycle And so I really appreciated my conversation with Manuel because he is just really honest about his journey and, you know, his experiences. So let me tell you a little bit about Manuel. Manuel Astruc is an experienced board certified psychiatrist with over 20 years of experience and 50,000 hours in helping individuals face to face. His own struggles with burnout, addiction, and depression inspired him to start Your Next Act, his coaching program for high performing entrepreneurs suffering from stress and burnout. The outside world sees one side of a successful, successful entrepreneur, but there is another side to success. From stress to burnout, to numbed out, high achievers pay a high price for their success that keeps them to themselves. Manuel takes what he's learned working in the field, his work as an entrepreneur, and his own life experiences and brings it to entrepreneurs to help them feel their best and perform their best at home and in their business. Dr. Ashtrak helps others recognize how focusing on their mental fitness translates into greater success both in life and in business. You can find um, Manuel on his website, which is manuelastruck.com, and also in his Facebook group, Manuel Astruck Coaching. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Let me know what your takeaway was, what resonated with you. You know, can you also resonate with what I just said of you've 
you have the life you've always dreamed of, you have the life that you've always wanted, yet something still feels off. Because if you can, I want you to know you're not alone. I felt that way. And and so just know that. I think that's really, really important. And as always, if you feel someone you know needs to hear this conversation, please consider passing it along. Or, you know, as my favorite instructor always says, Cody Rigsby, have the courage to share it with somebody you don't know as well. Um, Enjoy my conversation with Manuel. Manuel, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I am very excited to dive in and have this conversation. Thank you for being here. It's such a pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course. I like to start our conversations by asking the question, what is the truth that you would like to share? Um, so I'm a psychiatrist. And 12 years ago, uh, it was September 2008, uh, I was completely burnt out. And uh, there was one Saturday afternoon when I was looking at a picture of my twin sister, Magdalena. And the month before, she had passed away from a brain tumor. Mm, uh, sorry. And, uh, you know, it was just so striking to me how she had lived her last years with such grace and a smile on her face and such a great attitude. Uh, and here I was healthy with a thriving practice and just so fried. And, and that was the moment that uh, I drew a line in the sand and there was a moment of truth. And just looking at Magdalena, I said, you know, going forward, no matter what, I've got to figure out how to enjoy the ride. And that's what I've been in the process of doing ever since. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry to hear about your sister. Um, I love that you use the term line in the sand. That's, that's yeah. something that I often think about myself when making decisions or you know, having a, a moment, right, of am I going to stand in my truth or, you know, what's the choice that I'm going to make? So I'm curious, you know, it, it, share what you're comfortable with, but, you know, what led you to that moment in 2008? Um, so this, I, I take off my psychiatry hat and I put on my coaching hat because I can self-disclose um, as, as a coach, much more readily as a psychiatrist, the, the professional standards is that we do not self-disclose. And there's good reasons for that with patients because it's about them. Um, but it's always good to remember that we're all humans and we all have our stuff. So I've had, you know, problems with, with depression years ago and been treated for depression. And I've had troubles with alcoholism and, and got sober years before and had done a lot of work on myself. But the burnout um, happened as a result of one of the norms in, in our society, in our life, you know, life by default is that you just work hard. And, and the way to become a psychiatrist or a doctor uh, and successful is, you know, in high school, you work hard and in college, you work hard and in med school, you work hard. And when you need, you know, more income for your family, you just work harder. Uh, so I've had many years of, of uh, you know, growing my income by, by working harder. I'd had a vision of what my career would look like. Uh, it started off in inpatient psychiatric practice because I wanted to work 
with people who were really ill and were very acute. Um, and I wanted to like get really good at what I did. And, and I did that for years and loved that. And then after that, I wanted to go into private practice and, and you know, learn some business stuff and, and develop a, a, you know, kind of a, a different skill set with a different group of folks. And, and I did that. And then there was no other growth plan for me. Um, so my, my income leveled out when I, you know, was working 60 hours a week and that was just seeing patients. There was more time spent calling in prescriptions or returning phone calls. Um, and it was just working every day with something that I loved, but the day started to, to look like a treadmill that just didn't stop. And there was no end in sight. I didn't have a, a bigger vision or future in front of me. And, and slowly that was just very, very, um, it, it was a grind. Mm -hmm. So much of what you're saying, I can resonate with being in corporate America for for 13 and a half years, right? And not even, even before that, right? The, the way that I grew up, it was very much, you went, you know, you got good grades, you went to a good school, you got a good job. You know, my dad stayed at his company for over 30 years. The fact that I was at my company for 13 and a half, you know, I guess I'm technically the millennial generation and we were supposed to be switching jobs every year plus, you know, that just, that just wasn't for me, right? Um, and, and so I think so many people can resonate with what you just shared. And so thank you. And that's my pleasure. It's, it's uh, one of the big reasons that I, I um, went into coaching and speaking because it is, it's, it's a very common dilemma for folks. And then, you know, how do we find our way through that? Uh, you know, and, and how we find a way through that is we settle, right? We settle for being miserable. We settle for numbing out with Netflix, uh, you know, uh, junk food. And uh, there's just so much suffering out there that uh, I, I think it's worthwhile to re-examine life by default and, and do what we can to unleash our potential again. Yes. Yes. I mean, two things struck me and in, in what you're saying, right? The notion of it's culturally acceptable to work hard, right? How, you know, especially as a woman, as a mom, you know, someone who considers herself independent, right? Like I was getting patted on the back all the time, right? Like you're doing it all great job. But on the inside, I felt, you know, on the outside, I had all of the outward success that, you know, anyone looking at my life would be like, why would you have anything to complain about? And I want to own that, like, that is true. I worked hard. I was able to succeed a lot. I was very grateful and still am very grateful for what I have, but that doesn't diminish the fact that on the inside, I felt like I was a shell of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that what, you know, also struck me in what you were just saying is so many of us, think that's the norm like and so therefore it becomes our norm because it's culturally acceptable right and I love that you said we settle because many of us don't know any different right so we we don't know different it's a culturally acceptable addiction really mm -hmm. um and 
we suffer in silence because yes. this seems to be like what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and when we get the, the trappings of success and, and you know, at some point we, we kind of lose our ways. And like I said, the, the numbing out and just kind of uh, being miserable with, with our lives is, is, it doesn't have to be that way, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and what I appreciate about your story is the fact that you're calling out, right? You've, you know, prior to that moment of, of drawing the line in the sand, you, you were, you were and are self-aware, right? In that you said that you have gone through some depression, you know, you, um, I don't want to say the word struggle, but you recognized alcohol was, was an addiction. Yeah, it was a struggle. And, it was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And right. You, you were aware and yet still you yeah. found yourself in this point. And so I think that's really important to call out that, you know, it's interesting when I talk to people, they're like, but, but I am aware. And like, we all are to, to some extent, you know, but that doesn't mean that we, there's not additional layers of growth that we can continue to, to push into. Always. Right. So always, um, insight and and growth and um you know kind of personal development uh we're never finished products uh and you know i think that one of the challenges is that it's so easy to medicate away some of our pain these days uh you know we survival is assured for many of us we're just like in in a really you know uh, good place in the world. Um, we, we, you know, there can be more struggle for some than for others without a doubt, but, but for most of us, survival is assured. Uh, and then when we start to, to get, uh, you know, into those, those doldrums, uh, the, you know, pain of everyday life, uh, disconnecting is so easy. Uh, you know, smartphones and content um, and, and some of the very stuff that we're disconnecting with feeds uh, our insecurities and our misery because mm-hmm. we're starting to now compare and like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not as good. And, you know, everybody's life looks better than mine. And you know what I'll do? I'm, I'm just going to double down on, you know, more junk food for my brain. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I could have a whole side conversation about that. Um, it's so true though. And so I'm curious, you know, you, you have this, this moment, the line in the sand. And so what did that look like for you? Like, what was the next step? What happened next? So the line in the sand was literally, I've got to start doing things radically different now. Like the change starts like right this second. And there were uh, a series of things that I started right away. Like one of the first things was that I, uh, you know, I stopped allowing myself to wallow in miserable thoughts, right? So we all have automatic negative thoughts and they're constantly thinking themselves and we can wallow in them or we can make a choice to think other thoughts. So what, what I did was literally put up blinders to them. So the, the thoughts would come up. Um, 
how tired I am and how the future doesn't have any hope and how long am I going to have to be working like this? And, you know, I, I wouldn't let myself indulge those thoughts. Uh, I would put my thoughts into the future. What am I doing? What can I do different? And um, I, I did not give them any energy. So they still come up, but I don't pay attention to them. And I don't do that perfectly, right? So, you know, I was Thank walking. You for yeah, that, by the way. yeah. So, so you know, I'm better at noticing when I'm wallowing, um, and I'm less tolerant for it. But you know, I, I still do it. I can wallow for you know a day, two days, an hour. Uh, but but I can catch myself and, and pull it back. Um, and I started some practices that made changes in my life and had an impact like immediately just making small changes. So one thing I did, uh, I'd always struggled to maintain an exercise practice. Uh, I would get on a roll for a week and you know exercise an hour a day and then it would like fall off the wagon. Um, so I said, you know what I'm gonna do? And, and I actually, my kids had a Wii uh, that had some exercise things on it. I'm gonna do like two minutes on the Wii, you know, a couple of push-ups, a couple of crunches, um, but I'm gonna do two minutes every day. I can, I can sustain two minutes every day and then we'll see where that goes. But, but at least a couple of minutes of movement and doing something physically different than I've been doing. Um, I upgraded my, my meals. And instead of upgrading like my entire nutritional program, I was eating terribly. Uh, I said, I'm just gonna do breakfast better. And, and we'll see what happens from there. So I went from, you know, running to, uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts and grabbing a bagel and some coffee to making a smoothie in the morning. Um, and then over time, that, that domino led to more significant changes in the rest of my diet. But it started with one small change there. I stopped listening to the news. I, I no longer allowed myself uh, that negativity in, in my head. I used to love to drive into work listening to sports radio because I love excellence and, and you know athletics and team sports. Um, but I was finding that there was more negativity in even the morning radio um, with, with drama uh, being talked about. Uh, so I cut all that out. And I started to listen to things like this, podcasts. Uh, you know, I built a tribe of virtual mentors that, that I listened to regularly. Uh, and, and those were the, the changes that I was able to implement, like really literally within days um, of, of drawing that line in the sand and, and starting to um, change the trajectory of where things were headed. What I love about what you're saying is that you took micro actions, right? Instead of, and I don't know, this is, uh, that might be a corporate term, but like small steps, right? And why I call this out is, and I, I fall victim to this too, is like the all or nothing mentality, right? I'm going to try something. I'm going to go all in on like making huge sweeping changes in my life. And then it lasts for a week, maybe a month if I'm lucky. And then I fall off the wagon and I'm like beating myself up about it. And when I have thought about like progress, not perfection and made small changes that like, you know, two minutes of exercise or, you know, for me, it's like, I'm going to set a timer and journal for one minute. Um, right. And then one minute usually becomes 10 minutes, three pages, whatever, but it's that small micro action. Like what's that small step that I can take that's achievable that then I don't 
fall into like my all or nothing tendencies, which are also, that's also culturally like rewarded in, in a lot of ways. And, and I wish I could take credit for being smart. I just like, didn't want to like, um, go backwards. Uh, looking back, I can connect so many dots, but, but that was just, um, a gift from the universe that that's how I decided to, to do things. I was desperate and I didn't want to fall backwards again. And I just, uh, was thinking, what can I do that? I'm not, that's easy that Mm -hmm. I can sustain. Um, because I just don't want to go back to, you know, kind of the, the yo-yo of, you know, I'm on and then it's like, you know, I'm off for six months again. Mm-hmm. I can so relate to that. Yeah. So yeah. relate to that. Even um, I was just having this conversation with somebody else, uh, a, a mentor of mine, but like in the, I guess it's been like 16 weeks now since I've, I've left my corporate job and like in the corporate environment that I was in, it was constant go, 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 go. And as I sort of like, I took this year to like pause and invest in things that I enjoy and my family. Yet I found myself saying yes to all of these things and yes to like the go, go, go. And, and like that all or nothing mentality coming up. And it's, it's interesting to me how easy it is to fall into old patterns even though, you know, I'm, I'm self-aware enough to like recognize it. So I appreciate you sharing all of that. Absolutely. Um, Manuel, how can people continue to follow you on your journey? Um, the best place to go is to my website. It's Manuel, M-A-N-U-E-L, asterisk is A-S-T-R-U-C.com. Um, and you can sign up there to get a daily email from uh, me that will give you my morning musings. So every morning before I start seeing patients, I do a Facebook Live and then we send out the email to, with a link to it. And I just talk about uh, happiness, success, leadership, um, stress. Uh, and also I put out a, a newsletter once a, a week uh, with... with stuff that I'm listening to and things that I'm enjoying. I love that. Well, and for those who are not going to be able to see this, my mom is sitting behind like rows of books. And so I am, I'm going to sign up for the newsletter and the musings myself, because I'm sure that they're going to be filled with, with good things. No, so, so thank you so much. Um, I, I love getting the message out. And, and one of the things that, you know, um, May is, uh, I think, Mental Health Awareness Month. And one of the uh, other messages that I just like to, to remind people of um, uh, three things is, you know, you don't have to be alone. Uh, there is hope and change is possible. That is the perfect place to end. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If something in the conversation resonated with you, please, please share it with a friend that you think needs to hear this conversation. Feel free to tag me on social media. Let me know 
how you're listening, where you're listening, and what resonated. Tag me at This Is My Truth Podcast or feel free to shoot me a DM. And because we're a new podcast and this shit matters, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review. Tell me how you truly feel. This entire podcast is about vulnerability and authenticity. So let me know how you really feel and give me some feedback. I really appreciate it.